My name's Pat Royce. Uh, I'm a, a stand-up comic here in good old Austin, Texas. Uh, I also am one half of the hip-hop comedy supergroup Vanilla Presley with my BFF Lane Crayrup. Uh, also, I host a wonderful podcast here on the same network uh, called Lie, Cheat, and Steal with Kath Barbadoro. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I enjoy salads and science. So, all right. uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive right into this story. So, uh, this story is going to take us back a few years, uh, probably around like 2007, I'd say, uh, 2007 in the beautiful city of Colleen, Texas. Uh, I grew up in Copper's Cove, Texas, essentially the same thing as Colleen, although I guess some people might disagree with that, but I don't think anybody does or anybody cares. Um, but yeah, so I was, I, I grew up in clean Texas, a little bit of backstory on this. I am going to be changing some names of some people. Um, uh, everybody actually, no one's name is going to be their actual name. And a lot of it's just going to, I'm just going to say my homeboy. Uh, so <clears throat> here we go. Uh, the, the genesis of this story was, um, my, uh, one of my friends, uh, his mom was married to this guy and, uh, this guy was a bit of a prick. And he was working overseas in Germany, and my friend's mom finds out. And this guy's my dad. This guy's is my friend's stepdad. Uh, my friend, we're gonna call him uh, Matthew. All right. So my friend Matthew's stepdad um, is overseas working in Germany, and his mom gets wind that he's about to divorce her, and um, probably not be very gentle with it. You know, like probably gonna be just taking a bunch of resources, and, and or at least that was the picture that was painted. So she was super, super mad. Uh, and my friend, Matthew, a uh, bit of a, of a nefarious lad, uh, gets in a lot of trouble, uh, has been, you know, in and out of jail. Um, you know, so she, uh, asks him essentially to use his powers for good. <laughs> well, as good as he could be. And she tells him to take out, uh, a bunch of credit cards in the, uh, in, in the stepdad's name. So, you know, he sits there on the computer and does it a bunch, opens up like four or five or something. And then she goes to bed and then he opens up a couple more for himself. And so he gets those. So he gets these credit cards now that have him listed on the card. Uh, but it's not his, you know, he's not going to be the one paying the fucking bill. Uh, so, or he's just on the fuck. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know if, you know, they're the guy's name. Yeah. He just has them, but you know, you swipe a card somewhere. They don't fucking ask for ID. So his mom's going to use these cards, uh, you know, for whatever. And, um, my friend just uh i was working at a pawn shop at the time and he was like hey uh what if i just wanted to buy a bunch of shit and pawn it and so i told him the best thing that would be for him to do is to buy a bunch of consumer electronics things like digital cameras video game systems tvs you know the high dollar items buy those on the credit card take them in and you know fucking uh pawn them so uh as for helping him out on this and also he he lived with me at the time so we were all just kind of chilling he just said what do you want i said just give me a pair of shoes 
So he goes, bet. So he fucking pulls up uh, one day in this car, and it's him. Uh, this is a girl driving. He's in the in the back seat, and there's this dude, this uh, short Mexican dude in the passenger seat. And he pulls up, my friend, and he fucking pulls out a pair of uh, size 13, uh, white Air Force One, high tops, tosses me the box, and I was like, oh, shit. And this is like, we were like broke as fuck at this time if anyone's listening to me on any other podcasts uh this is the the time where i was in the telling the when i told the rust story this is this time period and we have you know nothing so we i get these fucking shoes and i was like hell yeah i got these nice ass shoes now you know uh so uh i i, I wear them and man that that, that i was super scared <laughs> that's uh so no, so i get the shoes and so uh that that happens well then time goes on uh and now matthew had a friend and we're gonna call this guy mark so Matthew's friend Mark uh, used to be able to get stuff uh, if you wanted to smoke weed or to do other things. Uh, Mark could get it for you. So we would uh, call Mark on occasion, you know, and uh, place orders through Mark. And Mark knew Matthew and liked all of us. Like we all got along. It was like you know his friend, but he liked you know it was our boy too. We liked the guy. So he would bring him around and stuff. And so um, one day. Uh, I called Mark and I said, Hey, uh, Mark, man, it's, uh, you know, I was wondering if, if uh, we could stop by and grab something from you. And he was like, Oh man, uh, I'm busy, but, um, just go ahead and call Luke. <laughs> so he tells us, uh, so Mark tells us to call Luke. Turns out Luke was that short Mexican guy that was sitting in the car when the shoes came and got dropped off. So that was, uh, uh, that was that guy. We knew we knew of this guy, and uh, what I knew of this guy is that he was crazy, paranoid, and violent, and sold a lot of drugs. Uh, and so I was just like, he. And so um, Mark just goes, "Yeah, man, just call call Luke, man." I was like, "I've actually never spoken with Luke. Uh, I only saw him once. Uh, he was in the passenger seat of the car." with uh with matthew and so he goes well man no just just tell him tell him that it's cool tell him who you are and just he's fine and i was like man i don't know about this dude and he was just like he's like uh, it's fine so i call fucking luke and i call luke and he picks up and he's like hello and i was like hey uh what's up man um i this, this is pat i am matthew's homeboy uh but mark told me to call you and he was like who i was like matthew and mark he was like they told you to call me. And I was like, yeah. He goes, for what? And I told him what for. And he goes, man, I don't know, dude. This You got to understand. This just seems really fucking sketchy, man. And I was like, I, I understand. I was like, but if this helps, do you remember when Matthew did all that credit card fraud and y'all swung by the crib and gave me some shoes? I was the one, you know, I was you know, like, it helped me. He goes, oh, okay. All right. Okay, yeah, 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 man. Come on through. And he gives me his address. So I drive over to his house. I've got a bunch of people's money with me, you know, uh, going to go take an order. And so I uh, I pull up to this apartment complex in Colleen, and I pull up, and I, at the time I wore glasses. I mean, I, I still wear contacts, but then I wore glasses. And I, I've been around, you know, saying the, the, the block a few times. I was, uh, my name rung out in the streets. <laughs> People knew who I was. And so I'd been around. I wasn't like really intimidated by stuff, but this dude was like next level. This wasn't like some guy that sells uh, dope to his friends this was this guy's moving a lot is and is actively involved with some people who i just knew from some other crazy stories as being not afraid to be violent you know uh like he 
one of the things like uh, I heard this the, another uh, we'll call this guy Barabbas was another fucking crazy wild card character named Barabbas who uh, is now dead uh, and Barabbas would like sell drugs to GIs and then like uh, soldiers and like build a relationship with them and then he would fucking break into their house and steal all their shit and then he would call them and tell them that he stole all their shit and if they wanted it back it's going to be this much and if they didn't want to get it back then it's a fucking problem you better come get this back you better come give me the money to get your shit back uh one time beat a dude down in a fucking mall parking lot a mall court food court because uh these this other guy was arguing with his wife just a random stranger and this guy tells this guy quote hey you better tell your wife to quit bumping them dick suckers and the guy said, what? That's my wife. And they beat this guy to a pulp. These were not good people. They were not fun. And so that was like, so Barabbas hung out with these guys. And I knew Barabbas just from like, uh, you know, myth and legend. And then we did cross paths. And that's a different story. But so I, I fucking, I'm um, going to Luke's house. And I'm like, all right. So I get there and I'm looking at the thing and I have my glasses on. And I was just like, taking these off i don't know i just you know i'm just i don't want to walk in there with glasses it was a weird thing i, I don't been wearing them for a year or two because i didn't start wearing them a lot of high school so i was like i don't know i still had a kind of a compulsion about it so i took the glasses off remember i put them in there i was like all right let's go so i'm walking up in this apartment complex outside of the fucking door is two fucking cameras that this dude has the balls to install outside of his apartment complex because he doesn't care like you know like you know, i don't even think you're allowed to do that but he did it and so He's got these fucking cameras out there. So I was like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. So I walk in and I knock on the door. I knock on the door. A dude lets me in. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you, uh, you know, Lucas. I remember you, dude. I was like, all right, cool. And uh, so he fucking, uh, he's chilling. There's like people kind of hanging out over there. It's like there's music playing. There's girls and shit. I was like, all right. He was watching We Own the Night with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, fucking um, other people. <laughs> and, uh, Eva Mendez man but uh so he's he's and that's watching i was like okay so it wasn't like i'd been in houses like this before this was like not that crazy so it was kind of you know the guy was actually pretty friendly he fucking like everything with all the fucking bags were uh, tip top they're on point everything was good to go and i was like all right later so i leave and uh that was just like now i didn't have to fucking call you know uh matthew or mark well i never called matthew for anything anyways but i didn't i, I didn't have to call mark anymore uh he, he was kind of flaky sometimes like he would sometimes he's available sometimes he wasn't this guy only sat in his house and sold drugs so it was uh, always a go with this guy so i go back again and i uh i go back and i get out the car and i stop myself right before i get out the car and i take my glasses off <laughs> and i was like because i knew i was like this dude is i i've heard stories i was crazy and paranoid i don't want to walk back in with fucking glasses on so uh be like yo you know fucking glasses on last time i was just yeah i was just playing all my fucking things safe and, and straight so i take the glasses off i go back in and and uh this this goes on for a, a you know a few weeks um and then like the dude like kind of like takes a liking to me like you know I, i'm always kind of cracking jokes and talking shit you know and uh, i'm real good at disarming the tougher people you know and just like hanging out with them and endearing yourself to them so they'll never kill you <laughs> that's a lot of my friendships can be described like that uh me and jared holly get along great now <laughs> so uh i fucking um so i go back a couple times one night i go back and I, I go out and I'm in a hurry and I get out and I walk up and I knock on the door and I realize my glasses are on my face and like I'm like fuck this it's a stupid thing but I fucking I go to take them off and then as I'm taking them off he opens the door and I was like hey what's up man and I put my glasses back on and he was like would you get glasses i was like oh i just i use them for driving at night he's like you always come over here at night i was like yeah i just i usually i don't know i usually only drive with them i just didn't take them off he goes okay and that was like had my heart fucking beating fast 
And so I go in and there's actually kind of like a party atmosphere going on. There's a bunch of like um, people who do not look like uh, they're his associates. They look like college kids, but this is Colleen. Nobody's in college. So they were just like younger kids. And it was a bunch of like um, uh, this, this crew kind of, uh, well, fuck, that doesn't matter. It was a bunch of uh, Islander kids, uh, like, like uh, the Samoans kind of. And then they were, they were all partying and stuff. And uh, this uh, clean Texas is a large uh, um, Islander population. And this one kid who was looked like, he looked like uh like a frat boy, but like a Samoan frat boy kind of, he had like spiky hair and like, uh, just was kind of like a loud abrasive dick and stuff. And, uh, he's there and he's kind of talking all loud and I can see Luke is just kind of looking at this dude. Like he doesn't really like him. And I was like, okay. So he's like, what you need? I was like, tell him what I need. He's like, all right. And he looks to the fucking frat boy. I was like, what, what did you need? And he goes, da, 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 da. He goes, all right, come on. And, and I had never gone to his back room. I'd always stayed in the fucking living room, but for whatever reason, he called us into his back room. So we go into his back room and we sit down and this room is decorated with like um, that, like the kind of artwork you might buy on like blankets outside of a van. It's got like a lot of Scarface, a lot of Scarface and not like official Scarface merchandise, like, you know, uh, Scarface with like quotes that aren't from him or it would be like uh, he dead fucking serious. He had a fucking like velvet oil painting uh, and it was like all these characters from it was screened on there but it was like all these characters from all these different mafia movies it was like at one big table you know like all breaking bread and stuff and just like the ultimate rap cover fantasy like it's like tony soprano and fucking you know uh goddamn uh clemenza from fucking godfather like everybody and so we're in there and i'm just kind of like looking and he has his tray out he's doing his work and stuff and uh frat boy dude is kind of like walking around and he's just all like these are fucking cool, man. These are cool. That shit's cool. And he was like, yeah, you know who that is, right? He's like, nah, I don't, I don't fucking know who that is. The guy's like, you don't know who that is? He's like, nah. He's like, all right, man. He's like, he looks at me. He goes, who's that? And he pointed and it was uh, Ray Liotta from Scarface. And I was like, that's Henry Hill from Ray Liotta from Scar- or Scarface. Ray Liotta from fucking Goodfellas. He goes, okay, okay. And this dude is like a small but intimidating presence. And he's sitting there. He's just breaking up the stuff and he's bagging things up and he's like looking around the room and you can tell he's fucked up. And he's got a fucking gun sitting right next to him. And he's uh, got his fucking 45 chilling there. And he's pointing out stuff on the wall and he's asking me, who's that? And I'm like, uh, that's uh, Clemenza and Cicero from fucking Godfather. That's young Vito. That's this. And I, and I knew everybody. And I even knew like the characters from Shadas and city of God and shit. Like I was on my stuff. Like I said, I was good at disarming guys like this. And so he's like, every time I say it, he's like nodding his head, like, yeah, like fuck. Yeah. That's what's up. And then he's like, asks this guy ask frat boy. Hey, who's, who's that? Who's this? And frat boys is being like very dismissive, like more dismissive than I would like him to be. He's like, I don't fucking know who that is. He's like, who's that? He's like, I don't fucking know. I don't really watch these fucking movies, man. And just like being like pretty flippant and disrespectful. Like apparently he did not hear. Uh, he has not heard about Luke or was deterred by the fucking security system outside of his apartment. You know, like, so he's like just telling him that. And he goes, um, yeah, man. He goes, uh, I got a real cool one in the closet. And the guy goes, what? He goes, yeah, I got I got one. In, you should see the ones I got in the closet, man. And I was like, and the guy was like, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. No, take a look at him. He's like, no, yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. Go, go, take a look at him, man. And I was like, okay. And so the dude walks, walks in the closet, and he just goes into, the, he goes in this closet, and he's just like, I don't see it. He's like, no, I just keep looking. It's a little further back, man. Just keep looking. And then like he fucking reaches over to the gun and slides it towards him. And I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, he is, he's 
because he was you could tell the guy was fucked up he was like normally he had his wits about him you could tell he was like really like in his own hubris like swaying back and forth on some fucking dope uh you know drunk who, who the fuck knows but he was definitely feeling himself at this moment and like kind of felt i felt like he was like constructing a scene in his head and so he pulls the gun closer towards him and this guy goes in the fucking room and is just like and it just felt it felt so much like a movie because he was like i don't see it man i don't see what you're talking about he goes it's just a little further back man just keep looking keep looking and i was like this dude is gonna fucking shoot this guy i was like he's he's insulted by him and he's gonna fucking kill him and he's gonna look at me and i'm gonna have to be like dude i didn't see fucking shit i don't see you see these glasses i fuck them you know what I'm saying? i was like i am going to have to be like i don't care i'm not gonna say anything and then mean it and, and not say anything and i was like taking the mental preparedness to do that and i i can honestly say that was i was so fucking terrified i literally thought this was gonna go down and then after what seemed like an hour but it was probably just like 30 seconds but it was just such that was so fucking tense the dude walks back out holding this like big ass like golden scarface photo and he's just like oh shit man that's fucking cool the dude's like yeah i got that at the fucking swap meet or whatever and then just hands me the fucking the drugs and i say goodbye very shortly thereafter he was arrested and as far as i'm understanding probably still in jail okay so first of all let me start by saying that uh you knew everyone from the bible yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't I did. know. I know that. I know that it's a violent book. But wow, man, drug dealing too. <laughs> um. So, you know, I, what my question is: when you were in this guy's house, when you were buying the drugs, were you inebriated? Had you already taken drugs? Did you like smoke some weed when you were? With I mean, them? I was probably like high or drunk, but like I smoke weed and drink to the frequency, and sure. even back then, to where I don't consider that a real and true inebriations but i was i wasn't on anything that was like next level where it was like now my, my imagination is running away yeah that so that's what i that's what my question is like is it possible that you were so high that you kind of you know when you're talking about these movie characters and you know that maybe you kind of put yourself into that situation to i mean order. i'm sure i, I mean obviously because it didn't happen yeah, so it, it helped was, yeah like it, it, it yeah it helped but it wasn't like i wasn't like caught in like a drug cliche or anything where yeah. like it was like definitely just my regular senses telling me like shit's getting fucking weird in yeah. here yeah so so like why do you think he pulled the gun closer to him i don't know and do that's think- that's the thing i think in this what i think was happening i think he was having a little fantasy of his own there you know what i'm saying yeah. like i think he might have been like Maybe I, I don't know because people like that can they can get kind of like caught up on their own fucking hubris you know like like the drunk yeah. drunk balls you know somebody walks around a bar like oh the biggest baddest yeah. son of a bitch in here I mean that was pretty much his dude's everyday life he was always that guy and that character and so I I just was like maybe in his head he was like this is a, a little bit of fun for me too right now yeah I and and I was kind of thinking that as well because the way that you describe it it almost mirrors the ending scene towards Goodfellas that's exactly I was going to reference that. It was that where he's like, just a little further back. Yeah, the dresses. Further. We got the dresses come in. That's uh, what's his yeah. name? Uh, his character in yeah, there? Yeah, uh, uh, that's fucking uh, uh, Jimmy the Gent. Fucking Jimmy Burke. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro's yeah. character. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, exactly. And that's what I. Th- that's what I thought was maybe he was like. You know, saying like that, his head. He was like that was kind of like that for him, and he was like just seeing if he'd run off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I get this guy out of my fucking apartment. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. That's yeah. See that that that's kind of what I'm thinking maybe was happening. Maybe he was like just, you know, cuz I you know, I always think like a lot of these drug dealers and like violent guys and stuff who have the tendency to snap, like they are 
they can compose themselves at certain times. So yes. I'm always wondering, like, you know, where's that line? Like, where's that composure line? Yeah. And like, how much how much drugs do you? Can Can I ask you a question? Were yes. you buying drugs harder than than marijuana? Yes. Okay, so you're buying coke. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the guy shifted between uh, uh, uh well, I mean, he sold everything, but uh-huh. the purchases that I made shift between uh, cocaine and ecstasy. Okay, gotcha. And for those of you who don't know, those are both very light. You can get those at the corner store. Now, now, yeah. Now they're now. You can vape them now. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> put on a little patch and next thing you know, you're yeah. rolling your friggin' ding dong off. So, uh, you know, do you think that like since that, like, do you, I mean, obviously growing up and being quote unquote more mature, I say that, but I don't know if it applies to you, uh, <laughs> is... I mean, do you do you put yourself in those situations? I still, I mean, I still buy weed. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I yeah. mean, I still, I, you know, I, I, and I still, I, I always, uh, my my aunt pointed this out to me when she came to visit. Uh, I drink at two bars in the city. I drink at mugshots and I drink at sidebar. I drink at other places, but generally, if, if I'm out, that's where I'm at. And that's on Red River. They're a block away from each other. And I walk up Seventh. I walk right by the Arch. I walk right by all the fucking swarms of homeless people just sleeping and smoking k2 and shit and when my aunt came to visit i just instinctively walked her to mugshots down that road and she was like do we have to walk down this fucking road and i was like no no no, you're right actually we don't and i took off of it and i was like i'm sorry that's just the way i go and then she was like yeah, she was like you know you're just like your father in that respect she's like you you insert yourself into that kind of stuff you you uh you I don't know. She's like, I don't know if you feel comfortable there. You like it or whatever, but that's why your dad became a cop. And that's why you became you because you guys definitely insert yourself into those situations. Reverse cop. Yeah. Reverse (laughs) cop. Exactly. Which is funny was that the guy was watching me own the night, which is kind of like that story. And at that point in my life, my dad had moved back uh, from uh, El Paso to central Texas because I was was getting in a a, a lot of trouble. And my dad was like, uh, you know, okay, so he'd been back like a year or two. And then he started like arresting friends of mine on like gun charges and drug charges and shit. And he, he finally eventually had asked me the question, like how the fuck do you know these people? Yeah. And uh, so I've always kind of towed that line. I don't know. Those are the people I've just, I kind of always default associate myself with. I remember like, I, I, I think when I hang out with people who aren't like that, they smell it on me that I'm like, they, they, they smell that, stink on me and they're just like because i never i've never really fit in with like people who have their shit together or they're fucking i mean i didn't have their shit together i have friends that have their shit together but i've never been like if part of that like we're crew we're like everybody you know they drink on the weekends and they work uh throughout the week and they're just a little more square and a little more nine to five and a little more by the book uh i have friends that are like that but i've never been like fully embraced by social circles like that i feel like they always can just sense there's some kind of disconnect between us and you know it and it just is what it is i just find myself falling more in lines with the fucking dregs of society (laughs) all right there's good there's good people down there man there's also fucking psychopaths who cover their wall and fucking swap market crime memorabilia yeah so (laughs) wow that's a that's a crazy story man well i appreciate you telling it to us well thanks man thanks for having me on yeah of course uh you know i hope Hope that uh, in the future uh, it does play out, and you do have to be witness to that because that'll be another great story I get to hear. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for the guy getting shot, but do yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, what do you always say? If it's bad for the masses, it's good for the casts. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's a comedian, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, where can we um, see you perform your cool music at? 
Uh, well, um, I don't know when this is going to air. Uh, I don't know if you do sure. either. But nope. <laughs> uh, but the third okay. Friday of every month, uh, you can go to Kick Butt Coffee here in Austin, Texas, and uh, I'll either be uh, hosting or uh, telling jokes, but always at the end, we'll be closing it with Vanilla Presley. Uh, that's me and Lane's uh, hip-hop comedy group, and uh, so that's where you can see the music. Uh, and also, you can see us on Sound on Sound Fest this year. So. Oh, wow. And uh, websites. Uh, VanillaPresley.com is uh, where all things Vanilla Presley related are. Uh, you can go to uh, um, Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the Facebook page. It's just uh, at Lie, Cheat, and Steal on Facebook. It also follows on Twitter at LCS Podcast. That's uh, the podcast I have with Kath Barbadoro. We talk about uh, liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters, and just kind of like non-murder, true crime, and scammers and stuff. It's pretty cool. Like the people you grew up with. Yeah, <laughs> like the people I grew up with. Yeah. Perfect. All right, Pat. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Hey, thanks for having me, Lawson. All right, take it easy. Peace. Thank you.